When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a day that uh, many males like to forget, but don't. Don't be that guy this year. We can help you out right here on SENZ with the ultimate Valentine's Day gift box for your loved one. All you need to do is go onto the SENZ win page. We've got four gift boxes to give away, all thanks to Wild Rose Valentine's Day uh, roses and flower delivery. You can see what they have on www.thewildrose.co.nz. But we've got some amazing prizes. Uh, the ultimate cutie flower box sounds a bit like beef. The red roses flower gift box, roses and kiwis flower gift box, and the sweethearts hat box. I would love to win one of those, but I cannot. You can though. Just jump on our ECNZ win page, and you can go in the draw to win one of those amazing gift boxes for your loved one this Valentine's Day. Then you're in the good books, not the bad books. Start the year off on a on a positive front instead of throwing your loved ones out of the out of the Royal Rumble ring. Uh, a quick question. Uh, would you expect to get something on Valentine's Day? No, because it's four days before our wedding. Yeah. In general, would you? Mm, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a big... I'm not a big fan. Mm. If I get something, bonus, but I don't expect it. Okay. But I think Good. a lot of women expect it. Oh, there's, there's a lot of them that do. There's a lot of them that do. Um... Yeah, I might actually try and win one of these because because um, <laughs> they're expensive days for you, are they? Oh no, I don't. I usually let it slide, um, but it would be a real bonus. Oh, you let it slide, the... but she doesn't forget. No, 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 no. She reminds me, and I yeah. sort of have my comments about it. Um, but uh, she's told wonderful. me a story before about a past Valentine's Day where you've gone into the shop to get flowers for her. Roses were too expensive, so you just bought uh, red flowers, like gerberas or something. It's the thought that counts. I've always said it's not Valentine's Day unless it's a rose. Uh. But we've got you sorted. We're doing the job for you. Uh, so you won't be like Beeb this Valentine's Day. Jump on our ECNZ win page to win the lot. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to McDelivery, we are about to talk a little bit of tennis. We've also got Blair Christensen coming up, who's the Eden Park turf manager. Uh, and if you saw those pictures over the weekend, you would have seen how badly hit Eden Park was. So we're going to talk to him about uh, the turf and their drainage system. They've got an incredible drainage system. We needed that around Auckland uh, over the weekend. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Well, the Australian Open has wrapped up and surprise, surprise, Novak Djokovic claimed his 10th crown. He is the king of the Australian Open and to talk about it, our Davis Cup captain, Alistair Hunt, joins us on the line. Alistair, thank you so much uh, for waiting on the line and also for your time to talk tennis. This wasn't a surprise, was it? He is unbeatable in Australia. 
Yeah, seemed incredible, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, I, I actually picked sort of a couple of other guys, to be honest. But he, I don't think he was even in top gear when he sort of really got going. It looked like he had another another gear in reserve. So yeah, it was an amazing result. And I think he's going to be in for a, uh, a massive year and going to break more records. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, when you talk about him not being in top gear, he said um, that this was one of the greatest wins of his career considering what him and his family had been through over the last four to five weeks. I wonder what has gone on behind the scenes and, and how bad that injury was that we heard about all tournament. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's hard to sort of take him at face value, I guess. Like, there's just, uh, you know, in the past, there's always been little niggling injuries and, and times when, you know, he seems under pressure, under the pump a little bit, and there's a little injury comes out or there's an excuse comes out. And, uh, you know, just a variety of things. I mean, I'm I'm personally not a fan of him, but I can't, you, you just can't go past the tennis. Like, he played incredible for a couple of weeks. And then... Uh, I mean, you know, with his family, I guess his dad's not really helping the cause when he's mm. singing the pro-Russian sort of side of things and, and going on like that. And look, each to their own over, you know, being Serbian over there, they've they've had enough troubles of their own over the years. So, you know, they know a lot better than I do around uh, the war side of things, and I, I could never dare to comment. But, yeah, it's just I think sometimes they don't really help themselves and they're, they're in a bit of a world of their own. But, uh, yeah, it's... You can't look past the tennis and just how well he's playing, and I'm actually pretty interested to see what what actually comes sort of at the end of the year. Like if he can stay fit mm. uh, and keep improving, you know, nearly on what he's doing, I just I can't really see anyone touching him the way he's going. And Alistair, is, is a lot of that who he is, or do you think he just absolute skill wise at the moment he's on another level, or do you think the this so called next generation that's waiting for the the big three to sort of depart? Uh, to take over, is it a mental thing as well, or like would have Sitsipas gone out there and genuinely believed? You think? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it, it is funny when you look at it. You know, those top three have just dominated for so long, and I think the young guys, you know, they just they probably just don't have that last probably one to two percent of belief. And you know, even in the final, you know, there's two tiebreakers in the second yeah. and third set, but. You know, they weren't even really that close in those sort of breakers and poor old Sitsipas never really, you know, sort of got a lead anywhere. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, from his point of view, I think there's a real thing around being the greatest, uh, you know, from sort of comments you hear from people. You know, he, he's really got to be a bit of a chip on his shoulder of that, you know, the likes of Federer and Nadal are still sort of probably the main two guys that are talked about, even mm. though... You know, Feds is retired and, and Nadal's sort of heavily injured, I guess, on what's going on and who knows what's going to happen with him. But, yeah, I, th- I think there is a massive chip there for him to be the greatest and try and do it. And so, yeah, I guess he's not far off. He's he's won away and, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, at the end of the year if he actually won a Grand Slam. So, you know, I mean, it's a pretty tough argument, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you're starting to talk like that. You, you don't think the French, obviously... The service at the US, and we know Wimbledon, he'll be he'll be fine. The French will hold no fears as far as uh, the other the other competitors. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean it's so tough to look past Nadal, isn't it? But I just yeah. don't know how how his body's going to last. I, I really don't know how he can last. You know, sort of five six matches through the through the Grand Slam anymore, and it's sort of one or two tough matches. 
you know, and then the body comes under pressure at that age. Obviously, there's just these niggling injuries, which he probably, you know, just through wear and tear and a little bit of old age and stress on, on everything that, you know, they're just constantly there. So I don't know if he can get around that. I mean, he, he, he seems pretty private and doesn't really put much out to the public. You know, you always hear just the, the bare basics of what's going on. But, you know, you look at him, his hands are fully taped, <laughs> you know, feet. And it's just, he, he'll be playing in pain you know, all day, every day, like most athletes are, I guess, but it's it's how long he can keep going. I'm sure, you know, well, Zerov said there was a bit of chat around Nadal, uh, you know, retiring after the French, so I'd say, you know, whether that's true or not, who knows, But and just the way it looked with Nadal after, you know, he had to withdraw it, well, he lost it, Aussie, but obviously through injury, you know, it didn't look like he was coming back next year the way he sort of was, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting year, but you know these young ones. I think uh, you know I personally actually picked Fritz to go pretty well at uh, Aussie there. I think you know after that team tennis they had before Aussie Open started, you know he had that great match with Cam Norrie. I thought he was playing unbelievable tennis, and the the younger ones are definitely coming through. It's just I think uh, Djokovic just got that extra little bit of mental belief and, and drive in there for him to, to really get across the line and be the greatest. So, you know, stamp his name there in history and that'll be that. 35 uh, and still got plenty more in the tank, it may seem. How many slams do you think he could go on to capture before he finishes up? I, uh, honestly, like if he possible? won the Grand Slam this year and got, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we're having a conversation at the end of the year yeah. and he's won every Grand Slam and it'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I just don't know who can actually really come through and stop him when the when the pressure really comes on. He's just so mentally strong. And the way he played at Aussie was just so dominating. I mean, he's, you know, when you've got guys like Demonar sitting there sort of stunned going yeah. like, man, I can't play any better. Like what's, um, you know, he's not even close. And then he goes and spanks Rublev straight away who's got you know arguably one of the biggest forehands in the game like you sort of just got to go wow what's uh you know I need some of that breakfast myself to try and sort of pep up and keep going because it's obviously pretty good and mate we're obviously talking about one man and how he's essentially got the the men's game at his absolute palm of his hands how he wants to play them the woman's game obviously Sabalinka got this one done but uh would appear that it Anyone's on any given day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Robert Keenan was looking, you know, unbelievable, yeah. wasn't she, in the first set? And, uh, you know, I thought she was going to sort of steamroll. I actually turned it off. Um, you know, last year, Zabalenka sort of had a few few issues, you know, around uh, serving and, you know, a few sort of nervous issues, that sort of side of it. But, um, yeah, I think the woman, that's why it's so interesting, I think, is just on any given day that anyone can uh, pop up and play well and do well. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's a little bit more viewing. But in saying this, you know, the Aussie Open for the men's was pretty interesting as well. You know, a lot of the top guys lost early and we sort of had some unknown you know, or lesser-known guys coming through, which made it pretty interesting as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a funny year, I think, with uh, how it's going to pan out. And, um, I Personally, I couldn't pick the women's side, but, yeah, the men's, yeah, if Nadal's not... I mean, if uh, Djokovic hasn't cleaned up at the end of the year, it'd be, uh, be something wrong, I'd say. With all the wet weather, I think uh, everyone would have been locked on the tennis across the weekend. There were some other interesting uh, viewers in the stands as well. Bill Gates was there a a number of days. Who are the most interesting people uh, that have been watching you play a match of tennis? Or or would you not notice? 
Uh, oh, I think you notice sort of sometimes, but um, depends what's going on. Like if you're under the under pressure, and it depends. I, th- I think if you're a curios and you look around and you want to engage with mm. those people, you know, I was never really one for sort of engaging too much with the crowd. You know, I wasn't good enough to take my mind off the game to to muck around with the you know someone in the crowd. But um, you know, yeah, it depends what's going on. But yeah, those. I saw, you know, I think they said Russell Crowe yeah. was there as well with uh, in Gates's seat there, wasn't he? But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I think someone like a Kyrgios loves sort of those those big celebs turning up so they can have a bit of banter, you know, bit of banter and go tweet about it afterwards. So uh, <laughs> each to their own. Well, you're a celebrity in our eyes, our former Davis Cup captain right. Alistair Hunt. Thank you so much for joining us and talking tennis. No, thanks for having it. I'm going to put my name down for that uh, Valentine's uh, thing yes. you guys were talking about. That, that. Pretty, that might get me out of a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone, Alistair. Right. You're not alone. No. <laughs> Thank thanks you so much for your time. Thanks, mate.